You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mela Borowski. Thank you so much for joining me today on Bell, Book, and Candle for our Southern Dialogue interviews. Our special guest today is Claire Ford, and she comes to us from Kent, UK. Hop, skip, and a jump away from me here in the Southern United States, maybe a little bit further than that. She's an author, a speaker, a coach, a healer, tutor, and a parent who is passionate about ensuring that children and teens are switched on learners so they can unlock their true potential. Her passion is to get children and young people motivated. And that's why she created Switched On, and she's going to tell us all about it. I'm so honored to have Claire join us today. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Mela. Thank you so much. The honor is mine. It's always exciting to be, you know, talking to people around the world about this amazing work that we're all doing and, you know, sharing our ideas and our resources and our inspiration, right? So seriously, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. Oh, you are more than welcome. So tell us just a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, sure. So like many of your listeners, I'm sure, um, you know, I'm a mom. I have two teen boys and I've been uh, in the teaching space for many years. Um, after having a bit of a nervous breakdown in that space, I left teaching and went and actually that's when I discovered Reiki healing to heal myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um I loved it so much that I actually trained in Reiki, became a Reiki master and went down the whole, you know, well-being route, the mindset route, the spiritual development, the hero's journey, (laughs) like whatever you want to call it. And I've kind of come back full circle, like COVID gave me a massive tap on the shoulder. I don't know if you or any of your speakers have had that, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. out walking and you're like, what should I do next? And how are we going to get through this? And I literally heard this voice. I swear, it was like somebody was banging me on the back of my head. And then (laughs) they were like, Claire, you are an expert educator. You've been teaching now for over 15 years. There are parents who are locked down at home with their kids that don't know what to do, that are pulling their hair out, right? You need to step up and own the fact that you are an excellent teacher. Because I used to kind of hide that. I used to be embarrassed, right, to Mm -hmm. say, I was a teacher, okay? Um, And so now it's really about owning that space. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that as the interview progresses. But yes, in a nutshell, that's me. I think this is just the perfect time, like you were saying, to give some educational tips because I know, at least parents I know, my, my children are in their early 20s now, so I really didn't have to deal with it. But I have sisters and friends who were just pulling their hair out trying to deal with educating their children. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, you know, I've got some short shortcuts, I've got some hacks, I've got some tips, I've got resources at my fingertips. So, you know, I set up this community, a free community on Facebook called the Home Education Hub, which grew really, really quickly. I think there's over 1.6K people in there now, um, you know, because it is full of free resources, mm-hmm. right? And expert speakers as well. 
you know, psychotherapeutic counsellors, early years practitioners, people who are good at getting our teenagers into universities. Like I've got a whole range of amazing people in there to help me. I just had Georgia in there this morning doing a free yoga session for ages five and upwards. So all manner of, of things in there, which is so, so exciting. And that's called the Home Education Hub and that's on Facebook? Yes, that's correct. Um, let's talk about the education system and, and I know that it may be different where you live than it is here, but there are things that are the same everywhere, right? Um, why do you feel that something is needed to change in how we teach our children and teens? Yeah, I mean, I love this question. And, um, you know, I don't know if any of you, uh, your listeners or you, Mela, have heard of Prince E, I think that's how he's pronounced, E-A, he did this amazing video, which I remember watching a while back, right? And in a nutshell, it talks about this. He talks about how, you know, medicine has um, completely changed over the last few hundred years. He talks about how, you know, transport has changed, right? Going from penny farthings to these space rockets, right? Yeah. That are traveling around and getting, you know, landing on the moon and all the rest <laughs> of it, right? right. And, and all the rest of it, you know, transport, cars, you know, everything, right? And our technology, I mean, my goodness, um, just as an aside, a funny story, I remember taking my boys to the science museum, right? And there, there was this home home bit uh, where you walk through and there were things in there. There were like hoovers and carpet sweepers and phones. And I'm like, but I used to have that stuff in my house. <laughs> yes. Like, how, come, how come that's in a museum? Like, holy crap, I can't be that old, right? Right. <laughs> but anyway, so he shows how we've moved on. And then here's the saddest thing. Here's the real kicker. Right. He shows in this video a Victorian schoolroom and he shows a modern day schoolroom and there is hardly any difference. And especially now in COVID where the desks are all separated back and everything else. And it's the saddest thing that for our next generation in the last 500 years, the only thing that's changed is that the blackboard is now a whiteboard. That is seriously it. And at the museum that I am a docent at, we have a one-room schoolhouse, and it's really very similar. In fact, when I teach in there, I teach the children about the differences, and you know, the library may not be a bookshelf, it may be a whole room, but yeah, it's not a whole lot of different. No, and it's staggering. And, and, and so the reason, um, you know, I'm really excited about the opportunities that this pandemic has brought. And I know that may trigger some people and I apologize if, you know, you've been going through some real hardship, but let me explain what I mean, right? This is an ideal opportunity to wake up and shake up, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> And um, the education system, oh boy, does it need it, right? Does it really need this? And so this is why I'm so passionate and excited about what I have been like downloaded and intuitively guided to co-create in order to support families and our young people moving forwards. Because there are some key things that are missing in our current education systems, whether it's in the US or in the UK or even in Europe. Right. Uh, what I really like is I hear your passion and your voice about this. You're not just chatting about something, you know, that you're trying to, to make a few bucks about. You really feel strongly about this, and I really appreciate that. 
Yes, thank you, I really do. And some of the reasons I feel strongly about it is because I know, um, and I'm happy to share a little bit of my story if we've got time, but I know as a child, and I'll talk into this in a moment, that there are some ways that the education system failed me. And I know as a teacher in the education system, as I alluded to before, I ended up having a serious bout of work-related depression and anxiety, which led to a suicide suicide attempt. It led to a divorce and it led to a three-year recovery in order to just actually go into like the school office to talk to the secretary about my own children. Oh, right? wow. That's how bad it was for me as a teacher in the system. So imagine what it's doing to our children in the system. Yeah, exactly. And please feel free to tell us a little bit about your story. Yes, yeah, so um, if I uh, talk into as a child, and I think many of your listeners, uh, you know, because of, of the kind of podcast that this is, I feel able to share this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as a child, I was a very spiritual child, right? I was a bit of a, you know, stargazer, a cloud gazer. I loved like rolling in the grass and picking little buttercups and daisies and Mm -hmm. watching the bees, watching the butterflies. You know, I could see auras. Um, I would hear the fairies talking to me, right? Mm, Yeah, yeah. the thing was, of course, uh, and I'm talking a few years ago, before we really knew about crystal children and star seeds and all of that, it mm-hmm. wasn't talked about. I went to a very um, academic, good school, in inverted commas, and um, so all of that sort of connection with higher self was not recognized by my mother, first of all. And I was always told, like, right, come out, you know, come in, Claire, come inside, come inside. <laughs> yeah. I was climbing trees, I was whizzing around on my bike, I was digging mud pies and all of that. Come inside, she'd say, do your times tables, learn your spellings, do this, do that. Right. Mm. Oh. And so from a very young age, subconsciously, I realized that those gifts, for want of a better word, were not recognized as something valuable. Right. And so I quickly, of course, like any good girl, uh, got into people pleasing behavior, striving to get the good grades, striving to be the best, to be the prettiest, to be the fastest on sports day, all of that kind of stuff, which many, many of us I know because I've, you know, coached so many women. Yes. (laughs) Many of us have been down this road. Absolutely. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that was missing. And this is what I'm so excited about is switched on. And this is why I'm so like honored to be your guest and to talk about this is that I've developed a curriculum which is called the quantum curriculum, which it almost makes me cry to have the opportunity to open up a spiritual dialogue with children, to allow them to say, yes, I hear fairies, I hear angels, I speak light language, I draw funny pictures, Um, I'm interested in crystals, right? Yes. This is on on an education platform. So on the one hand, you can be doing simultaneous equations, quadratic fractions, and fronted adverbials. And then in the next minute, you can go, oh, do you know what? This is 2, 3D. I need to get out of this level. (laughs) 
I want to go and do something else. I want to. I want to learn about the law of attraction. I want to learn about universal laws, or the, or um, you know, I did a beginner's course for crystals for children, and I started talking about sacred geometry. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love to be able to go up and down in these vibrations because because here's the thing, Mela, our children are ready. That's it's they the, are. Yes. 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 It's the adults that don't get it. <laughs> so we need to learn from them. We need to, so when it's child-led learning, that makes me laugh because it's like, okay, parents who think they're doing child-led learning, are you really learning from your child? Are you really responding to what it is that they're seeing and being and doing at any particular moment in time? Or actually do you just think you are? And then when it gets a little bit scary and outside your own comfort zone, you pull down the shutters and you go, oh, no, no, time to do times tables now. <laughs> yeah, close it down quickly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you mentioned crystal children. That's something that I'm very passionate about. I'm an indigo myself. One of my children is a crystal, and I have nieces and nephews that are the rainbows. So I'm all about that, and I have taught some workshops and even... I couldn't do it because of COVID, it got canceled, but I had a weekend plan where I was having children who wanted to come and embrace this spirituality that you're talking about. Go out and have ritual, go into nature, talk about crystals, talk about just the things that they're, they're spiritual gifts. So this really speaks to me. I love this so much. It's so needed right now. Oh, thank you. And you know what? It takes, you know, I'm sure many people on this on this podcast will relate to this, but you know, it takes courage sometimes to mm -hmm. to put our stake in the in the sand, right? And yeah. to go, do you know what? I'm gonna be a spiritual mentor for children. Like I'm sure in past lives, you know, this work would have had to have been hidden. Yeah. Uh, you know, i I'm sensing that I would have had to have been very careful. Um, you know, I've seen visions of myself in past lives where I've had my hat, my finger over my lips, like saying to these children, you know, like, shh, mm. no, don't Powerful, show yeah. what we're doing. And so for me to speak out about this is actually hard. This is breaking patterns and generational patterns over lifetimes to courageously speak out about this. Yeah, and in the spiritual world, and especially in the pagan world that I'm part of, having things for children is not really done. You know, when you get to be an adult, sometimes in college or something like that, then you can start going to the different meetings and circles, but that's where I see a big need, and it is very scary. Um, I live in the South in the United States. It's traditionally called the Bible Belt. So uh, people have been doing a lot of things in secret and just going to the church on Sunday and pretending just to have their safety in the environment of the Southern um, Bible Belt. And so it is scary to be, for myself, a, a pagan minister speaking out, doing things in public. So yeah, I, I feel that it can be scary. And, and in the past, it was even more so. Mm, exactly. And but what I love now about this online learning space is that, of course, we can choose. We can choose as parents and we can choose as lifelong learners 
what we want to land on our screens, right? Mm-hmm. We can yes. choose, we can shop, we can browse, we can have tasters, we can listen to things and we can choose. And you know what? It's really interesting, Mela. So this is the thing I've been getting from the children. I've been getting kind of like, they're coming to me as messengers, some of my students, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I had this this girl, um, amazing, beautiful, 15-year-old girl. She was coming to me for GCSE maths, right? You can't think of anything more grounded, right, than GCSE maths. <laughs> so she's coming to me for her GCSE maths. But, you know, in our first consultation, she's telling me how she self-harms, how she's been crying in her maths lesson for years. She's mm-hmm. been too scared to put her hand up to ask for help. Mm-hmm. She doesn't to be made a fool of in public. She doesn't want to be wrong um, and, and all this kind of stuff. So there's loads of emotional baggage. Oh, hurts my with, heart. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually attached to the maths lesson. There's loads of emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. So of course, my other curriculum I have in switched on is to raise the emotional quotient. So I do some breath work with her. We do some confidence building. We do some positive affirmations. You know, I reflect back to her, all her gifts and her talents and her attributes and all of this. And she starts building up to, you know, the wonderful person that she is. And then in another maths lesson, she comes and she's like, oh, I had the, she said, I've gone from the bottom five in the class to the top five in the class, right? Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. She's like, she's like, I'm helping my friends. She said, I'm not worried about putting my hand up to get extra support if I don't understand something. And I'm like, this is amazing, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And this was just after a couple, you know, three weeks or something. Yeah. And and then she comes to me one day and I'm like, how are you? And she looks really pasty and tired, you know? I'm like, oh, what's the matter? You know, you, you don't look great. Like, is something going on for you? And um, and it turns out that, you know, she'd had an argument with her boyfriend and all of this. And then she starts talking about her crystals and, and it was the full moon. And so we start <laughs> talking about cycles and monthly cycles and menstruation cycles and lunar cycles and, mm-hmm. you know, universal energy and how to be connected with that. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go and put my crystals out in the moonlight to activate them. Oh, I love you it. Know, and so the thing is, you know, I like I say, I can go from, you know, converting fractions to decimals to talking about moonology, yes. astrology, you know, crystal activation, because that I was meeting her where she was at. That was yeah, what exactly. she was interested in. You know, and I think that this is actually a real gift. Wow. I can just think if I would have had somebody like that in my life, I'm, I'm 49 years old. I had a lot of gifts. I was very spiritual, but I, I was often told that a lot of the gifts that I had were, um, demonic in nature. And, you know, the Christian church telling me, Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be hearing that or seeing that. Mm -hmm. If I had someone who had come alongside of me and helped me in that way, along with my schooling, it would have made such a huge difference in my early life. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's about it's about looking at the whole, right? Even in Christianity, whatever faith, I'm not even really interested in discussing religions, but yeah. it's it's about the, the, it's not even a duality. It's the three things. It's mental, emotional, and spiritual, mm-hmm. right? 
regardless of whatever name you give it you know it's the power of the three you know even in a cross it's the three right yeah and so it's it's you have to include emotional and spiritual growth and development and literacy in a child's education i mean to me that is just so obvious and yet we're not doing it right when i started my business that was my focus as well mind body spirit and i'm a hypnotherapist and i do a lot of coaching and things like that and that was my goal and that's one of the reasons that i was so excited when i went to your website because i saw the whole mind body which would be just your math and your english and all that sort of thing but the emotional quotient as as well and the spiritual quotient i love it yes and this is why i call it core because i do believe you know that we need the numeracy we need the literacy Mm -hmm. we need our young people to be able to speak out to verbalize to communicate to use the vocabulary that they need to use to absolutely choose that right word to express themselves you know absolutely and we need our young people to be numerate so that they can run businesses they can be you know financially Mm -hmm. literate they can be entrepreneurial right so i don't have a problem with those things but here's the thing the next curriculum up is called the clever curriculum because for me you're clever not if you're getting you know 10 level nines or four a stars you're actually clever if you understand your emotions if you can Mm self-regulate if you can treat yourself with compassion if you understand what self-care is if you can if you can empathize with another's situation right all of that is really what's clever and none of that's really being taught we might have the odd phse lesson we call it over here you know where you talk about feelings and then you think right i've ticked that box we're done right (laughs) right um you know and then parents might buy the odd book or have like a special toy where you can change the expressions or something right (laughs) but it's not really a sort of you know, as we know in the personal and spiritual development field, this is like a lifelong learning. It's not just a, a do it once and you're done. Right. For parents to show their children, for parents to teach this to their children, what's really beautiful, what's underlying and, um, and the really secret that unlocks is that, of course, the parents, we as parents are learning it ourselves. Yes, that's the, the beauty, I think, of that. And I saw that you offer classes for parents as well. I do. And they have the same opportunities. Obviously, the workbooks and the resources are slightly more adult. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's opportunities for mums to do financial literacy courses. For example, like in my, I'm, I'm a similar age to you, like growing up money was a dirty word we didn't talk about money <laughs> right that was rude you don't have somebody come to your house and you go oh you look really rich how much are you earning like <laughs> right. oh, i'd be sent to my room do you know what i mean yeah. so um so you know and then there's all this money doesn't grow on trees you know because of mm-hmm. course our parents over here were war parents so they came from make do and mend never having enough Right. right and so they overcompensate then our generation by you know doing other things so it's you know that money story that's very complicated yes, and why is. shouldn't parents mm. do financial literacy courses because i know that they weren't taught them at school right yeah they're barely even taught how to fill out a check if no. at all. 
Exactly. So financial literacy, entrepreneurship, confidence, it's all there. Crystals for beginners for kids, crystals for moms, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you can learn alongside your children. Use them as an excuse to open up this curiosity and to tap into this kind of like, you know, field of infinite possibility and to allow yourself to say, I don't know. For me, that's the most powerful statement a parent can use. Rather than pretending we are, you know, all seeing, all knowing, and that, you know, we don't want to be made to look a fool. You know, I, I market myself as an expert educator, but one of the things I say to my students near, nearly every lesson is, do you know what? That's a great question. I don't know the answer. Let's see how we can find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is such a powerful resource and um, definitely something to keep in mind because People are afraid to say they don't know something. Yes. They're, they're afraid to admit. They think they have to pretend. Even, I'll talk about being a docent again. I've had volunteers who came into the museum and I've actually walked beside them as they were making something up just because mm-hmm. they didn't want to tell the guest, I don't know, let me find out for you. That's right. And now, you know what? Children are the best for sniffing out BS. Yes, they are. (laughs) Right? So there is no point. You can fob off your friends at a dinner party. (laughs) You won't be able to fob off your own children. That's true. So true. So you're better off. And and this is the thing. With the first, uh, first couple of lockdowns, you know, I give lots of free advice and interviews and lives and everything in the hub. And people were saying to me, you know, how do we, how do we help our children navigate these changes? And my advice is, to be totally honest, right? And to say, as an adult, do you know what? We are going through the weirdest period of history right now. No one has ever been through this whole global pandemic that's lasted almost a year. We don't know what is going to happen. And I know that sounds scary for you as a child. That's also scary for me as an adult. Let's talk about that fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Let's navigate that together. Yeah. Let's decide that we're going to have moments or of happiness where we're not going to worry about the future so much. Let's make the most of this beautiful weather. Let's make this the most of our beautiful meal right? Come back to the present. Teach children about coming back to the breath. Teach children about managing anxiety because you feel anxious. It's the best possible time because you're modeling managing your own anxiety. Don't pretend you're not anxious. (laughs) Don't pretend you know what's around the corner because we all know that's bullshit. Yeah, and children learn by seeing more than just telling them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I did a I did a podcast interview with um, a wonderful lady in the UK, um, and it was for the Parent and Teen Toolbox. And the title of my podcast was "Model the Behavior You Want to See," mm. and that's exactly what you've just said, Mella. Yes, absolutely. You know, children see by doing. So don't sit on the sofa, and I've done this, so this is why I feel justified (laughs) in saying this. Don't sit on the sofa with your coffee and your chocolate and go and tell them to have a healthy snack. Right. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, And and my boys called me out on this when I, you know, the whole screen time conversation, oh my goodness, like don't even go there. And I said, oh, you know, you're on the screen too much. You go from one computer to the television, to your phone, to your iPad, back to the computer, da, 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 da. And um, 
My son actually, um, we, we compared our phones and the amount of time, because there's a little thing that comes up, says how long you're on your phone. Mm-hmm. And he said, mum, you're on your phone all the time. You're on your phone all the time. Called you out, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And yes, I am managing a business online, so I need my phone. But he's absolutely right. You need to make time to put the phone down. If you're telling your kids to get off the screen, before you do that, why don't you take stock of actually how many hours you're on and how many hours you're off? Because don't ask them to do something you're not prepared to do yourself. Yeah, because they're not going to listen to you. They're going to do what they see you doing. That's that's what you're saying. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And so this is the thing as well about building the emotional resilience. How are you building your emotional resilience as a parent? And, you know, this is the thing about stepping into this spiritual growth. Well, you know, are you doing some spiritual growth practices to connect you with your higher self? What do your children actually see you learning? Mm -hmm. Why should they sit at a screen and learn if you're not learning anything? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So as we go forward, we get to the end of COVID. And so it is. What can a parent do to keep that child switched on even as they go back to maybe public school? Yeah, so I think it is about accessing, uh, it doesn't have to be the switched on curriculum, but it's about accessing other online opportunities where there is uh, room for that dialogue to be taken onwards and upwards. So what I talk about in Switched On is that we educate, we empower, and we elevate our learners. And that's the core, the clever, and the quantum for the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. So, you know, if your learner, if you yourself or your children at home, if their learning's not being elevated, well, why not? Right. Because if you're going to school to learn about the Tudors or the Egyptians, quite frankly, you can sit at home and Google that on your phone. True. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, what are you wasting your time doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's about, you know, really taking stock at this time. And of course, if they've got to show up at school and do what they've got to do, but really thinking, do you know what, what would move our family learning onwards and upwards. What do I really want for my family? I talk about values a lot with my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we really want for ourselves and for our children? Yeah, what an important question. And people just don't think about even asking that. They're just plodding along, just trying to figure things out. And they've never really even set family goals. I was telling people on Facebook at the start of the year, do a family vision board, come together and do something about what are you going to do that come summer uh, for the rest of the year. Absolutely. I've just done a family vision workshop with exactly that, where, 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 um, people create their vision board as a family and talk about your values as a family. You know, and lots of values which people talk about is freedom and growth. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that sending your children back into the antiquated school system from 500 years ago is freedom and growth? If you do, amazing. Yeah. If you don't, then make a different choice. Because it was Einstein and then Tony Robbins who said, you know, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Exactly. Yeah. So you send them back into the old system if it hasn't changed, then they're going to get the same old crap. Right. You have to make the change yourself. You have to make the change yourself. You are responsible. Your your teachers and your government are not responsible for your children's education. Yeah. And you can't blame them when they don't get the education that they need either. 
You can't blame them. You can't blame them because everybody's family is different. Everybody is unique. Every child is unique. Your, ch you know, um, your child. Going back to the the more woo, your child has chosen you. That spirit, you've called in that spirit, mm -hmm. child, right? They've chosen you. They've contra they're contracted to come back in this lifetime to fulfill their life purpose, right. and and they've chosen you as their parent because you're going to be enabling them to do that. Either giving them, you know, giving them the skills or giving them the 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 learning, even if it's through trauma, right? For whatever yeah. reason, they've chosen that path. Right. Now, if you have got a star seed or a crystal or a rainbow child, and if you as a parent are becoming more conscious, then surely they've chosen a more conscious parent for a reason. Right. So why are you putting them back in the old unconscious? past mm -hmm. yeah you have a responsibility they won't thrive there mm -hmm. it's like stunting them absolutely so you do have a responsibility and i know it sounds scary and this may trigger some people and they may think well, i'm already doing too much i'm a mumpreneur or a solo parent or i'm doing this and i'm doing that i hear you i'm doing it all too so what <laughs> Right? Exactly. You've, got 20, you've got 24 hours in the day and you know you can choose how to manage your time and you can choose what to offload you can choose do ditch or delegate you can choose what to prioritize you can sit down and think about your values you can sit down and come up with a plan come up with a goal come up you know set your goals set your targets know your mission i've done this work so if i can do this work anyone can do this work it's just a question of deciding to do it yeah, it's, it's personal sovereignty. It's um, taking responsibility for your own self, your children, your life, and not letting anyone else control because, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world we can't control, but we can control how we act, what we do in our own lives, and how we react to what's going on. Absolutely. And, you know, where I'm excited and what I mentioned before is that you actually have choice right now. Like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, my boys are uh, older. They're grown up like yours. They're 19 and 16, 17. Like, I don't have choice. They go off and they're, they're doing what they want to do. <laughs> right. But like, for people with younger children, like, wow, what an opportunity. You have your babies at home. You can, you can watch them. You can learn so much from them. You know, you can interact with them. You can choose how to have quality time with them. You can choose how to have quality conversations with them. And you haven't got Ofsted knocking at your door like I had at my classroom. You what, don't have- What is that? You know, we, we have these government officials that come around and check on you that you're doing the right kind of teaching, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have that coming to your house, knocking on the door going, well, I'm really sorry, but you've been playing out in the garden for half an hour too long, <laughs> Yeah. right? You know? Or yeah. saying, I'm really sorry, you haven't done any maths today because you've been at the beach. You don't mm. have to justify. Right, right. So use this time, like to hell with the school system. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so important. And I am just hoping that all of the listeners who are parents or aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa, that you're just taking this message to heart because it is such an important message. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't get this time back. And if this pandemic has given us anything, 
it's given us time to stop and to stop rushing around. I was having a chat with some parents on Clubhouse and um, I was saying, oh my goodness, like when all the clubs were open and my boys were little, it was crazy. I used to pick them up from school. They'd go to the after school club because I was working. Then I used to pick them up in a rush. We'd be rushing off to swimming class, rushing off to judo, rushing off to this. I'd literally be throwing them food in the back of the car. Here's a sandwich to keep me going. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. right? And I know people are saying, oh, you know, we're bored. We don't have the social interaction. They haven't got their clubs. No, but what you do have is time. You have time to create healthy meals. You have time to create new rituals, new routines, you know, new games, new conversations, new ways of doing things. You have that time and you can never get that time back. And you know, Mela, as a mum with older children, oh my God, the grief when they leave, when they grow up, when they don't want you anymore, they don't need you anymore. Right. Like, oh, what I would give like to go back in time and to have a little six-year-old and a four-year-old tearing around, playing monsters and goodies and baddies and dens. Like it was so exciting. <laughs> I would do so much different. <laughs> Yeah. And so for parents who, and I get it, you know, you're like, you're trying to work and the older one's getting disturbed by the younger one and the siblings are fighting and your husband or your wife or your partner's not helping and you're frustrated and I get all of that. But sometimes just step outside, literally physically step outside, you know, look at the sky, breathe in some air and just ask for guidance. How can I make the most of this very moment? Right? How can I make the most of this very moment with my child, with my children? Because they're beautiful, like crystalline, spiritual beings standing in front of you right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we need to see them as that. We definitely do. So I ask all my guests this one question. So I'm going to ask you, what is the most important thing that you have learned on your own personal spiritual path so far? I love this question. And so um, my my thing is based around um, a quote again, right, from Einstein, which is, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will always think it's a failure. Mm, powerful. And yes. And so the thing I've learned is that there's no one size fits all approach. Mm -hmm. Be proud of your uniqueness. Oh, beautiful. So what do you have coming up that's new that you want to tell us about? So, oh my goodness, I so I got downloaded, I go for my walk, right? I have my little rule of 10. So I have 10, uh, 10 minutes of meditation a day. It's not very much, but it, it'll have to do. <laughs> 10,000 steps a day and my 10 glasses of water, right? They're my rule of 10 to, to you know, for self-care. Anyway, yeah, on yeah. one of my walks, I get another download. I'm like, oh crikey, here we go. <laughs> Okay, another crazy mission. Um, I must be like crossing some ley lines or timelines. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so this new crazy mission, it's never been done before. All the things I'm doing since March have never been done before. We did the first online nativity with people around the world, you know, visitors from around the world. Anyway, I, I digress. So this new latest thing that's never been done before is um, something I'm going to run in February mid-February and it's called mini meditations for magnificent minds oh I love the title yeah um, that's beautiful yeah and it's very expansive right 
And what it is, it's not me teaching children to meditate and it's not them just showing up and sitting still and me going, you know, think you're a tree and send down some roots. Right? <laughs> right. It's not that right what it is is they're going to create their own meditations because what i do is i try to combine all the three elements of my curricula in my little courses so they're going to use descriptive writing based on visual images to describe certain scenes but they're also going to illustrate using drawings, pictures, or pictures from the internet, whatever they want to use. And they're going to record, they're going to write and record their own meditations as an audio, right? And then I'm going to help them put them together and we're going to make a mini meditation movie, mm. which the whole family will be able to download on their phones or whatever. What's beautiful is that you as the parent will be guided through a mini meditation by your child. I love it. Yes, and therefore you can all enjoy this experience together. You can all enjoy quiet time together. So many mums are like, oh, they're so loud. I can never get to quiet. <laughs> it's like, brilliant, you can play their mini meditation. Now, because they're saying it, they're listening to their own voice. Yeah. It's not like you telling them to sit down and meditate, right? They've yeah. created it. So they're like, mommy, mommy, listen to my meditation. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I really love this and you're also hitting all the learning styles of any any of the students that are there in the class with you. That's right. So it doesn't matter, you know, um, dyslexia. Last time I, I did a, a literacy course, Little Authors Big Ideas Writing Challenge, and I got children published in a book which got into the top 100 in Amazon. Mm. And this was with children who were dyslexic, dyspraxic, ASD, ADHD, English as a second language, you know, from ages kind of seven to 14, all around the world in different countries, different cultures, like, I love diversity, but I'm not interested in, in the labels or the excuses, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So anyone can come and do their thing that they do with me in a way that works for them. That's awesome. And I hope that a lot of the listeners will take advantage of that. And it's not just for UK, right? No, because it's online. It's online on Zoom. So, um, you know, even if it runs, for example, in the morning in the UK and in the US, you're still asleep. Like you can still enroll. You'll still get all the classes and um, you'll still get the support from me because if there's any editing bits, sometimes I do a VIP kind of thing. And then I make sure that I have like a one to one call with the parents, with the student at the end and say, well, let's edit it. Could we tweak it here? How could we improve it there? You know, let's make it really good. So it's some work that you're proud of um, so it doesn't matter where you are the point is that this is a global education platform to educate empower and elevate learners families including the parents beautiful it has been just such a wonderful experience to have you here on the podcast and just thank you for all the insight and this just awesome curriculum that you have available for people online and I I just really hope that people can reach out and get in touch with you so tell us how they can do that yeah so please do so the easiest way is to go to www.switchedonglobal.com 
www.thepeakmentorship.com and on there there are some free resources you can uh, download the seven top tips to switch your child back on as a learner but also there are some courses which are already there which of course you can purchase and there are some courses which are coming soon because I can't write everything at once <laughs> so if you're interested in a course that's coming soon please do there's there's a form where you can register your interest and that way I know when I've got enough people interested in it I'll create it I'll get in touch with you there'll be a beta price knockdown price for you to do it and you go through it personally with me um, and I will so this is a whole process of co-creation right so yeah. all the courses that are on there is because they're the things that people have wanted and this is how I want to operate so and if there's something on there I mean I've got loads in the quantum curriculum which I've already been downloaded to do mm -hmm. but if there's anything in particular that you think I'd love my child to learn about please do get in touch with me, email me and, um, you know, let's have a conversation about that or just book in a call and let's have a conversation. I would love to know what is it that you as a parent, if your child could learn anything and I could wave a magic wand, what is it you would love them to learn? Beautiful. I love it. Any final words, anything else you want to tell the listeners before we go ahead and get off today? My, my main thing is a plea, which is please see the whole beautiful, amazing child who is in front of you. Mm. Yeah. Well, Claire, thank you so much for being on Bell Book and Candle with me today. It's just been a wonderful experience. Thank you so much for inviting me, Mela. I've loved our conversation. <laughs> so excited to see uh, listeners actually get in touch with you. And so for all the listeners who are here with us today, thank you for listening, for staying here with us. And I hope that you have gotten something just really amazing and life-changing because I heard so many just great, great nuggets of wisdom today. And y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at bellbookcandlesc. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.